The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Hello, thank you for tuning in. This is Joshua Sasso, and you are listening to the prophetic voice of our time. I trust all of you had a wonderful, blessed, glorious Christmas time with your family. We have so much to be thankful for around this season, around this time. So I trust you all had plenty to eat, uh, had plenty of time to spend with your family as we now press on towards the new year and... As many of you know, we've been talking about it a couple weeks, but in the coming days, coming this Monday, actually, we are holding our annual prophetic gathering of the saints. And if you're hearing it, you might be able to register last second. I know there's still a couple tickets left. So if you want to register last second and try and get in there, go to our website, www.sogmi.org. Again, that is www.sogmi.org. We still got some seats left. So if you are interested in attending the Prophetic Gathering of the Saints here in San Antonio, Texas, you need to register immediately because there's not a lot of time left. We're going to be holding it this Monday at 7 p.m. So go to our website, SOGMI.org, and sign up today. And I really wanted to review with you guys some of the instructions that God has given us over the past couple months. And the reason why is because God has been telling us here at Freedom Fellowship Church and others, I'm sure, where sensitive to the Spirit have been hearing it as well, which is that 2019, there are going to be manifestations and it's going to be a harvest like no other. The move of God that God is planning on doing here in this nation and here on the earth, he plans for it to be a move that is so great, so miraculous, so amazing that it will eclipse everything that has come before it. It's supposed to be a move of God like nothing the church has ever seen before. But for that to happen, we have to ready ourselves. You know what I'm saying? We have to prepare our hearts. We have to get our houses in order, right? Because if we still have unresolved issues that we're dealing with, if we still have things that we haven't sorted out in our life, we will not be ready to experience the move of God. We will not be ready to take the helm like we're supposed to take. God is preparing the way for the body of Christ to come to the forefront, okay? That means that we will be leading in all the various industries. We will be leading in media. We will be leading in technology. We will be leading in entertainment. We will be leading in the business sector, in the financial sector. But we will not be able to lead unless we implement God's ways of doing things in every area of our life. Okay? And we have to forget the former things. What God is planning on doing here on the earth is a new thing. As it says in Isaiah chapter 43, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And if you look, you'll see that God has already started preparing the way for us. If you keep your ear to the ground, if you're listening in and paying attention to what's going on in the world, you'll see that there's a lot of shaking going on. There's shaking in the political sector and in government. There's shaking in the entertainment industries. 
shaking in technology industries and these internet companies. There's shaking going on. And if we, the body of Christ, would prepare ourselves and obey God, we won't even have to do anything because God will prepare the way for us. I want you to think back to when the Israelites finally entered the promised land with Joshua. When God told them to cross the Jordan River, what happened? They stepped out in faith and the waters stopped for them, right? When they were confronted with a fortress, the city of Jericho, they stepped out in faith and obeyed God. God told them to walk around the city. That was it, right? And praise and worship him, right? And what happened? The walls fell down for them. And this is where a lot of Christians will sometimes get into trouble because Christians many times will see a fortress, they will see a stronghold, and they will make an assumption. We need to go to war with them, right? We need to prepare our siege weapons, right? Take down this wall, And so maybe they're thinking, well, we need to form a political action committee. Maybe they think, well, we need to start picketing. We need to start gathering petitions, right? But did they ask God what the right course of action is? And maybe sometimes that is the right course of action. But God does things differently every time. We cannot assume that we know how God wants us to move. If we just listen to the voice of God and obey him, you'll see the walls just like in Jericho, will fall down for you. God will do all the work. We just need to bring the obedience and the faith. Amen? So when you're seeing something happen in the spiritual realm, when you're seeing something happen in a business sector or a political sector, don't assume you know what to do, okay? Especially in the things that you are smart in, the things that you know, because those are the hardest things to surrender to God, the things that you already know. We say that in our weakness, God will be made strong. And that's actually easier because we don't know what the heck we're doing, right? In our weaknesses. But the harder thing to surrender is that in our strengths, we must also allow God to lead us, even in the things that we know, even in the things that we went to school for, maybe, that we've been doing for 20 years, right? We have to surrender those things to God. So don't assume that we need to besiege the walls of the fortresses that lay before us. The thing that we need to do is obey God, follow his instruction, and he's going to make our path straight. Amen? Okay. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because God is already starting to prepare the way for us. He's already beginning to prepare the ground so that we can go forth and establish his kingdom. He's already making the way. But we, the body of Christ, have to prepare ourselves. And if we're not prepared, this opportunity will pass us by. It's supposed to be a manifestation, a move of God that will eclipse all before it. Okay? So to start off, I want to read to you. These are nine instructions that God gave us couple months ago here at Freedom Fellowship Church, and I don't think it's been shared here on the radio in full. So I encourage you to take note of this, maybe bookmark this in your mind or write it down. But God gave us nine principles to partake in this move of God, this transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence from the system of the world to the kingdom of our God. All right. So I'm going to read through the nine of these, and I encourage you to take note of them and start applying them 
in your life now. And the reason why is because as we're approaching New Year's, many people, right, they're going to start creating New Year's resolutions. So in the world, they're thinking, well, this year I'm going to be a brand new person, right? But the important thing to know is that for the body of Christ, you know, while people are out setting out New Year's resolutions, the harvest will already have started to begin. So we need to treat 2019 not as a beginning of, oh, I'm going to fix things now. No. 2019 is going to be a harvest for the seeds we have sown in 2018 and the years previously. So if you have any issues that are unresolved, you have a couple days left. And I encourage you, face them head on in those past couple days. Don't leave anything unattended in 2018. Tidy up your house in 2018. Take care of any issues. And I promise you, 2019 will be all the better for it. So let's go through these nine principles for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. The first of these instructions is, number one, take inventory of your life. And what this means is that you need to take inventory of everything in your life, look at every single thing, your family life, your business life, your relationships, your friendships, your hobbies, your entertainment. Take inventory of everything in your life, and anything that is not from God, you need to reject it, okay? And this even includes your business partnerships, brothers and sisters. Every single sector of your life, you need to submit them to God Ask him, is this from you? And if it's not from him, you need to reject it. Number two, any manifestation in your life has to confirm or reaffirm God's purpose in blessing you. Okay? And so you have to ask yourself, well, what is God's purpose in blessing us? So you need to ask, what is God's purpose in blessing me? And we've talked about this uh, several times here on this broadcast. But anything that's from God... It's going to benefit you, it's going to give him glory, and it's going to benefit other people, okay? Particularly the people of God. So if something has manifested in your life, but it only satisfies your own desires, it only satisfies your own flesh, then I advise you to be wary of that manifestation, because if it's not giving God glory, if it's not benefiting you and benefiting others— that manifestation is not from God. Number three, do everything you can do. Do everything you are able to do. And if there's any impossible task in your life, then you need to ask God to intervene on your behalf. Number four, whatever your gift is, that is what you should be doing. See, because God did not give you your gifts, your talents and abilities for them to sit idly by gathering dust, okay? So that's a good signifier. If you have a talent, if you have a gift, God didn't give it for you just to sit in the back closet not doing anything, okay? So you need to ask God how to start using the gifts that he's given you and to start growing them, fostering them, and doing something with them, okay? So if you're not really sure what your calling is, that's a good place to start is look at, okay, well, what am I good at, right? What do I know how to do? Then ask God, how can I apply these gifts in my life to benefit the kingdom, to benefit others, right? 
And understand when I say benefiting the kingdom, I'm not talking about just preaching the gospel. Okay, I'm not just talking about preaching. I'm not just talking about evangelizing. Because if you look in history, many of the greatest scientists in the world were Christian. Many great inventors in the world were Christian as well. Okay, you look at Sir Isaac Newton, who is the father of modern physics. You look at somebody like Einstein. They both were believers in God. You look at our founding fathers that drafted the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. They believed in God, right? They applied their abilities and their talents to establish the United States of America, okay? And that gave glory to God. It benefited themselves and it benefited other people. So when I say use your gifts to help the kingdom of God, I'm not just saying to be a preacher. Understand that. Being a preacher and preaching on a podium is not the be-all, end-all. The be-all, end-all for you is wherever God called you. Understand that. So if God called you to politics, then that is the best position for you to be in. If God called you to the financial sector, then that's where you need to be. If God called you to technology or entertainment, that's where you need to be. If God called you to work in movies, if God called you to work in video games, if God called you to work on websites, if God called you to work as a carpenter, if God called you to work in a factory, wherever God calls you, that is the best place for you to be. That is your be-all, end-all, because you will not be able to reach a more perfect plan than God's plan for yourself. Amen? So any gift that you have, start asking God how you can apply that and start fostering it in your life. But at the same time, make sure not to neglect the responsibilities you already have. If we can't be trusted with the responsibilities we currently have, then God's not going to be able to give us more responsibilities. So foster your gifts, but also do not neglect the responsibilities that you currently carry with you. So that's number four. Number five, apply the golden rule in your life. And we all know the scripture, which is from Matthew seven twelve. So in everything, do unto others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. So this one is pretty self-explanatory, right? You need to treat others as you would like to be treated. Number six, keep improving in every area. So you need to work on improving every area of your life. Talk to God about your abilities, your gifts, your possessions, the things that you own, and how you can improve them. And this is actually a really important point because you have to understand that if you look at the tycoons, the business leaders of the world, okay, if you were to give them a million dollars, what would they do with it? They would multiply it. They would improve it, right? Many people, when they are given vast resources, they fall apart. And this is very easy to see because if you look at lottery winners, and these are people that, you know, have won millions of dollars, and you'd think that receiving a lot of wealth would help them maybe fix their situation, right? Maybe improve their certain situation. They'd be able to do things they wouldn't want to do before, right? But there's been multiple studies done and looking at the statistics of lottery winners and what the outcome eventually is, and 70% of all lottery winners end up going broke and filing for bankruptcy. Why? Because they've never been accustomed to having that amount of wealth. And they've never been accustomed. They don't know how to increase wealth. 
They don't know how to build upon what they already have. So that's why this point number six, keep improving in every area. You have talents, you have possessions, you have some financial wealth right now. If you can't improve, if you can't multiply what you have right now, you're not going to be able to do it when you have millions, okay? Because you you look at any of the large business leaders, okay? They know how to increase what they have. And that's why they are where they're at right now. Maybe some of them were dealt a better hand in life, but they would not continue to do well unless they were able to manage their resources well, okay? So in everything that you have, improve it, every single area, all right? And talk to God about your abilities, your gifts, your relationships, perhaps, your finances, and ask him how you can improve those things. And now we go to number seven, which is expect something to happen. When you follow God's instructions, God is always faithful to manifest his promises. So we should act and we should obey him with a certain expectancy, right? Because we know that God creator of the universe, he is able to manifest anything that he wants. And secondly, we know that because he loves us, he's willing to manifest it in our life, right? So if he gives you an instruction and you obey it, you should expect God to move. It should be no different that if, if someone were to offer you a chair and were to say, sit down, that you would expect the chair to hold you up. Our obedience to God should be no different than that. Number eight Don't leave any messes. When God gives us an assignment or a project, we should not leave a mess behind. We need to finish our projects completely and clean up all the areas affected by said project. The areas that we work in, the projects that we take on, the areas that we work in should not be messier than before we started. Someone else should not have to come in and clean up after us. And... Sometimes this might mean a literal physical mess, but sometimes the body of Christ has a tendency. Many people in the church have a tendency that when they see, when they start a project, they will barrel through, right? And they're going to knock down a bunch of walls to get there, all right? Then they'll fix the problem they wanted to fix. But you turn around and all these walls behind them are knocked down, right? All these other problems are started, okay? So when you're seeking, when you're going through these instructions and you're trying to fix things, you're trying to put things in order, don't create other problems. Or if other problems arise, you need to deal with those as well, okay? I recently helped my parents redo the wood floors in their kitchen, okay? And, you know, you think, okay, well, the kitchen's probably going to be a mess. So we had to pull all of the stuff out of the kitchen, all the furniture out of the kitchen. And we had to throw it in the living room. Okay. There was a lot of sanding involved. There was a lot of ripping up tiles involved. Okay. And when we finished the kitchen floor, it looked great. But in the process of doing that, there was a ton of sawdust outside on the deck. The windows were a mess. The living room had all this stray furniture in it, all this dirt. There was sawdust everywhere, up in the cabinets, all over the counters. The floor was done. But in the process of fixing that, we created messes in other areas. And so it wouldn't be a complete project, right, if we had left the floor alone. 
So in the same way, when God assigns a project to us, we need to make sure to clean up all the affected areas, okay? And then number nine, and this goes kind of along with number six, but number nine is increase the value of what you have. Anything you have, you need to work to increase its value. If if you cannot increase the value of what you have now, how can you be trusted to turn thousands into millions or even millions into billions? So those are the nine principles and instructions that God gave us for the transfer of wealth, influence, and affluence. And I encourage you, if you haven't, to start applying them now before the New Year's over. And even if you're hearing this after the start of 2019, it's never too late to start. The best time to start a change is now. So start applying those principles in your life. And I'm running a bit out of time today. Um, But before I go, I want to play a snippet from Pastor Chris where she released a prophetic word from God concerning 2019 and the move of God that he wants to do. So I'm going to play that now really quickly, and I encourage you all to take it in, listen to it, and really think about how it applies to you. So without further ado, here is Pastor Chris. Now... This is prophecy for 2019. Okay. We will going to see manifestations of great harvest that's never been like it before. The reason why God is wanting us to correct things, why he, we were forced to confront things that we don't want to confront. They'd rather that I will confront those things instead of you, but uh, you were forced to confront them, right? And the things that uh, that is getting us into failure and uh, and things are getting postponed, we we were faced to confront them, okay? Whether you see it that way, whether you may say that's an attack from the devil, no. The devil is not allowed to attack you, not unless you allow him. Because we have authority over him in the name of Jesus. Are you getting this? So the great harvest, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of things that will manifest in 2019 and beyond. A different kind of harvest for the world. And a different kind of harvest for the body of Christ. The seeds that you have sown, that you have sown in the kingdom of God. You will going to harvest them, press down, shaken together, and running over. You may seems like, well, I don't deserve it. Sometimes we will feel guilty for being blessed. Sometimes the religious devils will make us feel guilty for being blessed. It is it is the principle of the kingdom of God. The Bible, the book of Genesis, clearly say that as long as the earth endures, there is seed time and harvest. Right. So now there will be a great harvest of things and we'll, we'll, we'll begin to see the glimpse of it. And, and, and God, God is going to open our eyes if you're willing and says like, oh, this is the reasons why I'm feeling this way. Oh, this is the reasons why this is happening to me. It's either we are being prepared in some areas of our lives for the great harvest or we are going to be dealt with so that we'll make correction. We're going to trust God on it. But either way, 
for the body of Christ, it is a great news. All right. So it's an exciting time for us in the body of Christ because the great harvest that is to come. But we don't have a lot of time. You know, straighten out any issues. Do everything you can to obey and and fix anything that's going on in your life, to obey those instructions that God's given you because he really wants to manifest blessings in your life. But that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Again, if you enjoy this broadcast and you want to support us, you can go to our website, www.sogmi.org. Again, that is www.sogmi.org. You can hit the donate button, and that money goes to supporting this ministry and this radio broadcast. We are actually in the middle of expansion right now. We're going to be expanding to other cities here in Texas very soon, which is very exciting as we get to share more of this message to others. And as always, you can listen to past broadcasts of this show on our website, SOGMI.org. You just got to go to teachings, hit on podcasts. It's right there. We've got hundreds of episodes lined up that you can listen to whenever you want. But as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com and all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org.